0: In the end, everything connects. In a time when so many are talking about the divisions, I want to spend time and energy celebrating and singing about the ways we come together, not just blending, but in an alchemical way, bringing our unique gifts together to make something new. Do you remember learning about the Venn diagram in school, where there would be two groups represented by two circles, and then they would overlap in what created an almond shape at the center? Well, that shape is referred to as the mandorla, and that is where I will meet you. That is where I was born. That is where I love to play. That is where I live. Seven years ago, I decided to start a little project. I thought it would be cool to come up with a different word or a phrase at the beginning of the year and then take a photograph that had a caption using that word or phrase every day for the whole year. Starting in 2016, they went 2016, light. 2017, connect. 2018, inspire. 2019, action. 2020, dive in, dig deep. 2021, broken open. 2022, be the bridge, and this year, 2023, into the mystery. The first year, light, was a walk in the park. I knew there would be light of some kind or another, and I knew I could capture it in a photograph. But each year, the words or phrases have been asking me to look a little harder, to broaden my definitions, and to trust that it would be just as likely for me to find the photo as the year of light was. The deepening of each of these phrases comes in the photographing because I'm looking for a photograph each day I'm constantly looking in my everyday life for the word or phrase and of course I have wondered does my looking make me find more of it I'm pretty confident that it does in fact work that way not only have these words and phrases led one into the other but intuitively chosen they have perfectly captured the year ahead before it even begins naming them and agreeing to work with them sets intentions for what i will look for and for what i will see othering is a term used to separate an individual or group from yourself often in a negative way as i continue to be aware of the way that groups try to separate themselves from others and the ways that othering continues to grow and even be encouraged in general i can see my words and phrases of the years steadily working towards recognizing the mandorla at work in everyone and everything i see the light in everyone the possibilities that exist in literally every eye i meet and in many that i haven't met yet i wish to inspire connection through my actions and through pointing out the actions of others making these connections often asks me to dive in and dig deep in order to find and sustain them and when i dive in and dig deep i can't help but to become broken open i welcome it the breaking open because it is only then that the differences the othering can begin to fall away revealing the places and spaces we can meet each other the places where we as individuals can decide to become bridges from one to one from group to group from individual to the community They're everywhere, and crossing the divides that society, the media, or our families of origin have created is a task that might seem impossible. So, into the mystery we must go to find new and daring ways of extending hands and minds so we can break down the othering and reconnect. Bridges, our mandorlas for the day, are constructed for the purpose of providing passage over obstacles which, at first glance, seem impossible to cross, and to me, are surprising from the moment of their creation. I don't understand all the science behind what makes them stay standing when it seems like literally everything is working against them from the start weather, physics, society. And yet, Bridges stand, and they have been for all of time. Of course, animals and people have found ways to get across all sizes of obstacles. Ants crossing cracks on blades of grass, squirrels bounding from tree to tree on branches that just overlap, tourists driving across ravines on suspension bridges from one shore to another, all of them finding ways to pass over physical rivers and roads as well as intellectual chasms, making connections between two places or ideas that people had believed never the twain shall meet. In one of my favorite movies, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, there is a scene where Indiana Jones has been sent out on an extremely time-sensitive mission. If he takes too long, his father is sure to die. This sends him running. Does Indiana Jones ever walk anywhere? through the bowels of a mountain he is racing the clock of his father's life as well as running away from people interested in finding the same elixir he's after at some point when he feels he's almost made it he comes to an extreme stop as the tunnels he's been traveling through seem to end abruptly at a cliff that drops off to his certain death The maddening thing is that he can see just across this deep ravine to where the path continues. Oh, if only there was a little bridge across the expanse, he'd be there. He'd have the treasure and his father would be saved. Luckily, Indy has a bag of sand tied to his belt, and he takes a chance and tosses some of the sand into the open air. Miraculously, it lands. Because of an optical illusion, Indiana Jones can't see there is a bridge leading from one side to the other. It just blends in with the coloring of the rocks far below. And so, the illusion broken, he is again off and running. Bridges can be like this sometimes, invisible at first. And these seemingly invisible bridges are the ones I'm most often drawn towards. This is how they make their way into being mandorlas. Bridges dare to stretch themselves all the wide way across. They understand that they have an important job helping people get from one side to another. Whenever I travel out west to Kansas, I always have that moment of driving through the prairies and I think about what it must have felt like for people to come through that land when there were uninterrupted hills for as far as the eye could see. And how long it took people to get from one place to another. And then I come to a place with a bridge, a place where before they would have had to go all the way down into the canyon and then make their way back up again. Now, I also understand that there is beauty in those longer journeys. There are things to be seen along that way as well. But what about the times when it felt like there was no other way across? I learned about a church that was built along the coast of Maine and how people across the narrow bay would bring boats there in the summer and would trek across the ice in the winter. But on the Sundays when seas were choppy or the ice wasn't strong enough to hold, they were out of luck for getting to church. When a bridge was built, it was then possible for them to get to church where they would connect with their community. This drive for consistent connection is what helped a bridge be built. When I spy a place where othering is cropping up, or a place where relationships are weakened, I'd say it's time to build a bridge to restore and encourage connection. There are places that are natural bridges in this way. Classrooms, libraries, city parks. In these spaces, people can come and gather. People are brought together who otherwise might keep themselves separate. There is even a part of the human brain, the corpus callosum, which is a bridge between the left and right hemispheres of the brain. Thanks to this bridge, the left side of the brain, which is mostly in charge of speech and abstract thinking, can communicate with the right side, which is mostly in charge of creative and intuitive thinking. The corpus callosum brings all of this together so that we might be more wholly functioning humans. When I spent a year looking for bridges, I was also looking for people who were working to be bridges. I wanted to find ways for myself to be a bridge. It's not easy to stand exposed to the elements, having the gravity of the ways things have always been before pulling on you, and to keep standing, to keep inviting people to cross from one side to another, to encourage people to go back and forth, to stand there consistently enough that people know they can go visit people on the other shore and they can come home at the end of the day and both parties will be the richer for it. How do I best explain this? I have a deep desire for people to find ways to meet in the middle. I'm not saying you would have to live there, not many people live on bridges, but many people spend at least a few moments a day on one. I'm thinking here about bridges between opposite sides of religion, politics, taste in music and art, and all the other ways people separate themselves. Going across bridges helps us to understand how things are on the other side of things. This understanding as I see it is a way forward for all of us, a way where we focus on the overlap rather than the expanse. If we think of a bridge scene as a big old metaphor, one of my favorite things to do, we could imagine two seemingly opposing beliefs rising on either shore. Let's take something not too heated. On one side are the people who have red as their favorite color, and on the other, the people who deeply love the color green. And between the two stands a bridge. What does it hurt for the red lovers to go visit the fans of green? As I see it, the visit only opens eyes to other ways of being. It doesn't imply that anyone has to change anything. Maybe perspectives could shift. Maybe new friends could be made. But the bridge doesn't force any of this. The bridge just allows something that couldn't have happened before. And in the end, it reminds both the people who love red and the people who love green that they are not alone. Othering people isolates people every time and we don't need any more isolating. We all know the torture of isolation in general. But let us also remember how isolation can lead to the frustration Indiana Jones has when he is so close to finding what could save his father's life. When you come to a chasm like that, a place where your flow or your ability to have connection is interrupted, well, I think Rumi, the the Sufi poet, says it best. The breeze at dawn has secrets to tell you. Don't go back to sleep you must ask for what you really want don't go back to sleep people are going back and forth across the door sill where the two worlds touch the door is round and open don't go back to sleep it seems to me that what we need is more bridges more people going back and forth across the door sill where two worlds touch more people tossing out sand to find the seemingly invisible connections more people being bridges. Can you be the bridge? I believe with all of me that the answer is yes.